0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم وعن أبي نجيد عمران بن الحسين الخزاعي رضي الله عنهما أن امرأة من جهينة أتت نبي الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وهي حبلا من الزنا Imran bin Hussain al Khuzaimi, may Allah be pleased with him, reported that a woman from the tribe of Juhaina came to the Messenger وسلم, while she was pregnant from zina, adultery, and said to him, الله, O Messenger of Allah, I have committed an offense liable to had, the prescribed punishment, so exact the execution of the sentence. Allahu Akbar. Allahumma ardha'ana. fada nabiulahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa liyaha faqala ahsin ilayha fa ida wadat fa'tini. The Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam called her guardian and said to him, Treat her kindly. Bring her to me after delivery of the child. Fafa'al. So he did. فأمر بها النبي الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فشكت عليها ثيابها So the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم commanded to carry out the sentence he, Her clothes were secured around her And she was stoned to death ثم صلى عليها Then the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم Led her funeral prayers فقال له عمر، عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه، said to him، تصلّي عليها يا نبي الله وقد زنت، or oh, messenger of Allah، she committed zina and you have performed funeral prayer for her. قال لقد تابت توبةً لو قسمت بين سبعين من أهل المدينة لوسعتهم الله أكبر. He replied, Verily she made repentance, which would suffice for twenty, for seventy of the people of Al-Madinah, if it is divided among them. Can there be any higher degree of repentance than that she sacrificed her life voluntarily to win the pleasure of Allah the Exalted. So this is the case of a woman from Juhayna, from the tribe of Juhayna. She came to the Prophet والسلام, while she was pregnant from Zina. And she said, Ya Rasulullah, inni kad haddan O Messenger of Allah, I have been liable to deserve a prescribed punishment so establish it upon me so the Nabi Allah, صلى Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam called for her guardian and told him to treat her kindly and that when she delivers let bring her to the messenger alayhi salatu wasalam so when she delivered her child he brought her so the Prophet ﷺ, so he commanded that her clothes be secured around her, lest any of her aura be exposed. Then he commanded that she be stoned, and she was stoned, meaning with stones, neither big nor small, until she died. So and the Prophet ﷺ then offered the funeral prayer upon her. and invoked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for her as goes in the funeral dua. So Umar said, O messenger of Allah, to salli alayha ya Rasulullah wa qad You offer the salah for her while she committed zina. And zina is from the major sins. So the Prophet ﷺ said, لَقَدْ تَابَتْ تَوْبَةً لَوْ قُسِّمَتْ عَلَىٰ سَبْعِينَ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْمَدِينَةِ لَوَسِيَعَتْهُمْ She made a repentance, which would suffice for 70 of the people of Medina if it is divided among them. Meaning a vast degree of repentance. If it is divided upon 70 who commit sins in Medina, it would suffice them, and would benefit them. And then he, Sallallahu Alaihi can there be any higher degree of repentance than that she sacrificed her voluntarily, her life voluntarily to win the pleasure of Allah, So she surrendered herself, admitting what she did, knowing the punishment in order as a means of nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to free herself from the sin of zina Can there be Anything higher than this? In this hadith, there are many benefits in this hadith. There are many benefits First that the zani who commits the zina Wa huwa muhsan meaning married Then it's a must that he be stoned. It's an obligation and this was the ordinance in Allah Subh'anaHu wa Taala's book It was a verse The Muslims read and memorized and contemplated and executed The Prophet stoned And the Khulafa, the rightly guided Khulafa, caliphs after him also stoned However ولكن الله بحكمته But due to the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah abrogated this verse from the Quran, abrogated the text, and left the ruling continuing in this Ummah. So this is an abrogation of text, but not of ruling. And we have studied the forms of abrogations before. Those who missed this important class on the different types of abrogations, we recommend them to go to the site and review that. So, when the married adulterer commits the adultery, he is to be stoned to death, will be made to stand in an open place, and people called and take from stones that which they will cast at him until he dies. And this is from the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala meaning he, Allah did not legislate, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not legislate that he, that the adulterer be killed by the sword and thus finish him. Rather be stoned until he suffers and tastes the pain of the punishment for the unlawful enjoyment that he sought. Because this adulterer, in his commitment, in his committing of the Illegal, sexual, intercourse He enjoyed that Entirely in his whole body And so from the wisdom was that he This body should take of the punishment Proportional to this Unlawful enjoyment He received it It received And that's why the people of knowledge said to It is not permissible to use big stones because this will finish him quickly and then, however, also it is not to be, there should not also be a usage of small stones because these will harm him and extend his death, however, to use medium size until he tastes the pain. Now, if someone says, But didn't the Prophet ﷺ say, If you kill, then do it in a good way, and if, you, and if you slaughter, then do it in a good way, and if we resort to the sword, that will be more comfortable than the stoning, than using the stones? The answer we say, certainly. This is what the Prophet ﷺ said in the Hadith. If you kill, then kill in a good way. If you slaughter, then slaughter in a good way. However, the good in the killing is that which agrees with the Sharia. And thus, stoning is goodness because it agrees with the Sharia. So, therefore, if someone now, a criminal, goes and kills someone intentionally, but he mutilates him or do harm him in ways before killing him, so we do the same before killing him. We do the same to him as he did in his crime before we kill him. Take for example, a criminal killed someone, cut off his hand, cut off his feet, then his tongue, then his head. So we don't resort in our punishment, in the legal punishment, we don't resort to the safe, to the sword to kill him. Rather, the same treatment. His head will be cut, his hands, his feet, his legs, his tongue, in the same manner he did it. And this is considered goodness in the killing. Because the goodness in the killing is that which agrees with the sharia In the way or any form it prescribes And in this hadith There is evidence For the permissibility to, uh, for a person to testify upon himself For committing adultery In order to be purified by the prescribed punishment Not to expose himself So, the person who comes to the Imam, to the Muslim leader, and tells about himself that he committed, he is not to be blamed for telling, but if he goes out and tells the people, I have committed zina, this is somebody who is exploring himself. And he is not from those whom the Prophet ﷺ, Spoke as Mu'atha in the Hadith All of the sins of my followers will be forgiven The Prophet ﷺ said Except those who commit a sin openly And disclose their sins to the people So he's not going to be from those who will be forgiven If he exposes himself in this way And the Prophet ﷺ when he was asked Many who are those who commit a sin openly and disclose, he said, "الذي يفعل الذنب ثم يستره الله عليه ثم يصبح يتحدث به." The one who, the example of such dis, of such disclosure, is that a person commits a sin at night, and though Allah screens it from the public. Then he comes in the morning and says, Oh, oh so and so, I did such and such evil yesterday. This is in Bukhari, Bukhari, uh, Volume 8, Hadith 95. Now, if someone asks the question, is it better, which is better? For the person, if he commits adultery, to go to the judge and confess, And the prescribed punishment be established upon him Or is it better that he shields it upon himself The answer is that this requires details It may be that the person really had sincere dependence And regretted And he knew that he will not return Then in this case It is better that he should not go To inform about himself But rather keep the matter as Secret between himself and Allah And whoever repents Sincerely Allah accepts His or her repentance However The one who fears that his Tawbah is not sincere And fears that he may Return and commit the same Sin again Then in this case What's better for him is that he goes To the authority or to the judge to confess so that the had the prescribed legal punishment is established upon him. This concludes the discussion on this hadith. Wallahu Ta'ala waalam, Muhammad, Alihi wasallam.